Hey, hi, hello, and uh, welcome to this week's edition of Transcendence. I'm your host, DJ Smiley Mike, and with me in the studio once again tonight, DJ Solitaire. Welcome back. Great to be back. Always great to have you on the show. Always great to come here and go into our routine of you finding me lost wandering around the local yeah. grounds and all of that. Well, you know, I mean, I could say that you've you've been coming here for so many years at this point. Which but, is true. But I think can UBC, especially this core area near uh, the Student Union Building, now the Nest, every single building in probably like like a five building radius has been torn down and rebuilt in the past 10 years. It's been steady construction here. Yeah, I know it's like uh, the whole thing's being remixed. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally. Like a mashup. Yep, real mashed up. Yep. So anyway, but good, good to be here. I think Welcome we might back. have managed, uh, we'll have to check the dates as to whether we've managed twice in a calendar year or not. The time not just sure. flies by. It it's flies amazing. By. I know, I know. Yeah, that's what it's like, but hey. It's uh, good to be back. One, you're fresh back from where? Um, uh, I was at the ZNA gathering in Portugal, uh, where it was a lovely, balmy 38 degrees. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, a little bit warmer when you were in some of the uh, some of the actual venues, like where I DJed my set. <laughs> I can only imagine. And yeah, it was uh, it was pretty roasting. So it was a scorching festival in all regards. Uh, really, really great time. A lot of our favorite artists were there, you know, Astral Projection, Man With No Name, Hallucinogen, uh, you know, Tristan and Mad Main Man did a back-to-back set. Uh, Domino was there as well, so I think we were the two people from British Columbia. Like, she's not from British Columbia, but our dear Domino lives here now. So, uh... Now, know. I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but for those that might not be aware, the ZNA Gathering specifically features, like, Older, old school. Right. So yeah. it's not just another... We're like, using the term old school as opposed to older. <laughs> Those who have been in the scene for an extended period of time. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. yeah. Vintage. <laughs> vintage performers with vintage music. That's kind of, uh, I think, pretty much how it's going, yeah. Which has been uh, one of the things that I always appreciate when you come on the show is that you have tracks from old artists, artists that originally had gotten me interested mm-hmm. in electronic music at yeah. all, yeah, and often stuff that nobody else has got their hands on. Yeah, and there's a little story about that, <laughs> yeah. sort of, that I play that I played at my set, so um, debating whether we'll talk about that before or after, but that's, that's one of the things that there's an opportunity to do at this festival, is, you know, people want to hear, they want to hear the favorites, but they also want to hear something new, and that's always the delicate balance with playing old school sets. And, you know, since I'm really actively involved, not just as a label DJ, but a producer with Dat Records, uh, you know, one of the things that we're doing is putting out, uh, you know, re-releasing stuff. Like, we've re-released all of Vetnikas and Pleiadians, you know, most of their commercial stuff, all of their albums. But we're also, um, you know, also their unreleased things like Etnica Live, Palladians Live, and all of this great stuff. And also unreleased tracks. Our last compilation came out with, uh, you know hallucinogen and uh, all these other you know other artists and we actually put together the uh, zna compilation oh nice which has uh it's great so there's a track by it opens up with a track by man with no name called who is it which is pretty appropriate given uh you know the name of his project and when we sent it to him he was actually what is it because he, he couldn't remember 
having made the track and then he did remember and he was all of the artists were just so great and really the willingness to participate so we had man with no name medicine drum massa total eclipse hallucinogen gave us his fresh remix of horror gram that he did this year so it's like the first new ish hallucinogen track to come out in a really long time so that is so cool uh man with no name uh, Sugar Rush and Teleporter yeah. were two also again like in that era two of the tracks that I just could not get enough of and well they couldn't get enough of it when he played because I'm telling you I was I'll I was bet. sort of a little off the dance floor because it was it was a little bit risky with the way the arms and dreadlocks were flying <laughs> around you know and given my sort of propensity for head injuries in Portugal I thought I'd best sort of uh, avoid sort of the onslaught I did once in the middle of Shakta set get hit by a, a, a Belgian dancer who was doing there's this specialized sort of Belgian pterodactyl arm flap that they do when they when they're when they're um, dancing uh, so you, you, it's it's good if everybody has like at least you know one square meter of uh, dancing space, but they didn't. So with Man with No Name, they go crazy, and I do have some video footage of them like playing, and he was playing Sugar Rush, and it was you know. It oh was, my god, I can't even. If I heard that on a dance floor, I don't even know what I'd do. Yeah. I would, well, that's the thing, and that's my what they jaw do. would draw. I would just like I and would. It still sounds great. Yeah. And so that's the thing. So you know, and yet. You know, as much as I do this, and I love playing the old stuff, and I don't want to play stuff just because it's unreleased. And I had some discussions with, uh, you know, some promoters and people who heard me there saying, oh, you know, we'd love to have you play, you know, come play like, you know, three or four hour unreleased set. And I don't want to play tracks just because they're unreleased. Right. And I don't want that to be the organizing principle. I want, like, what's the best story that I can make? And I'm going to use the best of the unreleased and the best of the release. Like, I have all of those in my toolkit. Yeah. And, you know, for this one, I did have something special planned for the end of my set because I was like, you know, we don't always follow the plans because, you know, we have to be spontaneous. <laughs> but I was like, this could be a good opportunity to do something a little bit, you know, down tempo as it was the end of this pre-party and this was going to be the ambient tent. So I brought things down and I did something a little bit uh, perhaps risky with a 25-minute unreleased uh, studio mix of uh, Slinky Wizard's Wizard. Um, which uh, not a lot of folks have, and it's kind of been a, a mythical sort of track. And um, apparently James Monroe is the only other person who played it out in Goa 25 years ago. <laughs> so uh, once people knew what was going on, there were a few of the collectors whose ears perked up because people have talked about this track on the net. Um, you know, there's all of a sudden there's like three people filming, and there's all of this, you know, <laughs> sort of like people are like saying, is this the one? Is this the one? Uh, and, you know, and it's great to be able to do something like that. And that's, but that also shows the importance of doing something new. And that's, there's always going to be a challenge when we're playing old music of how do you create the new experience when we're talking about old music and there's a limited pool of unreleased stuff. And just because it's unreleased doesn't mean it's better and it should be played. And, you know, it's really, it's time and place, you know, to get very, you know, time and space to get very Einsteinian and sort of actually, you know, infinity project and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so um, I still really like playing sets with fully new tracks. You know, I still like that fresh, virginal experience. And so I had only one other set this year in British Columbia, and it was all new tracks. But some of them were by, you know, older established artists, or like vintage artists, let's say. <laughs> you know, Tsuyoshi and uh, Pleiadians as well. Like uh, Maori from Pleiadians has done some new stuff, and it is like... You know, it's kind of startling. You know, I played some for some old school folks and they're like, this is a new track, really? And it's kind of like surprising to them because it's like it's really got that old feel and that old kind of riff. 
Um, so I don't want to play just old tracks. And yet if I do, I really want to make it, you know, it's about the journey and it's about, you know, really crafting the right story. So this is really the challenge of these old festivals. So at the post, the after party, they really specifically wanted to focus on who's making music now and what's kind of the new direction of Neo Goa in a sense, or of, of, you know, whatever we want to call this kind of music and this, this movement. But, um, I think it's, you know, where I'm trying to go with it is where do I think the music would be if we hadn't kind of taken a detour around 2000, 2001, and then another one around 2010 where this, you know, the galloping baseline kind of came in and became the prerequisite almost. Um, I, and I think there is, there are some people who are making great music and not just trying to recreate what was done in the past. Um, Total Eclipse is still at it. They gave the absolutely the most blinding live set um Loic back on stage for the first time in a long time with Stefan who's been doing you know Total Eclipse for years now and uh, I mean they're both original members but Stefan's been sort of carrying the torch and Loic came and they were just having a blast and you could see them doing live tweaks and one of them would <laughs> do that and then push the other one out of the way and he'd start doing the tweaks and they were both so into it and it was so passionate and it's it's up on Mixcloud I mean it's you can you can hear the set and there's a bunch of video that he took, and it's, it's incredible. So, you know, they want to have a new experience as well. And I think this is the thing that's really important is, you know, we want the original vibe, but the original vibe was a present time experience. And so you've got to still have something that's new. You, uh, before the show, we chatted a little bit about, um, you know, like, why do we do this? Because like, like I've, you know, I've been coming, I'm, here I am, I'm a little bit, you know, beyond my university years, still coming here. 25 or so years later yeah and and just and play and been and you know you're driving out into play like I'm driving three hours to go play a one and a half hour set and it's like why are we doing like i i was just asking myself and not in a negative way but it's like yeah, what yeah. is it what is it about this that's like what is it this dedication and why are people going and they're camping at this festival in this hot weather and, you know what is it about this music and this movement that really gets people but what you just described about total eclipse yeah. sounded like a bit like, like they're up there having a blast right yeah. like they're having fun it's like there's some deep passion and it's yeah. like wonderful that like other people are digging the music but there's so much for yourself too right or, and I, I mean I was having a blast as well and you know we you know one of the things that I've I became known for like from my first ZNA and somebody caught it on film was when I left the stage when I was playing the main <laughs> stage and got onto the dance floor and you know I was talking with Ray Castle about this and Ray Castle is one of our dear veterans who's written this incredible book called Moon Juice Stomper which you've really got to check out and it's all about the early years in Goa and he was there and he's still like you know not boots on the ground he's like barefoot on the ground partying he's still into the whole thing but really into the spirit of it and we had this talk with you know him and his girlfriend about like it's kind of sad that people had to comment on the fact that I left the DJ booth to go dance during my set. Like why is that so unusual? You know why isn't that the norm? Uh, and you know last time I played at ZNA, the big main stage had gotten so big and it was all kind of locked in that I couldn't do that. And this time I was playing in the pre-party, which was in the tent that would become the ambient uh, stage and. Um, it was ground level and it was like really just a table that was there. So I was able to go out and I needed to go out occasionally because it was like 38 degrees outside. I won't say what temperature it was, but I'll tell you that I had 
12 bottles of water minimum, and I did not need to leave the premises to take care of any biological functions whatsoever because it was like, uh, it was so hot. I've seen um, you, I've seen you come down to the dance floor yeah. at, at some of the local shows, and I love it. Like, well, it's, but it, it shouldn't it be the norm? And, you know, this is the whole thing of like, you know, we want to enjoy it. And I think we had a comment once, like when, uh, you know, you and I met on the dance floor in my set when it was playing the Euphoria remix of Extremes uh, Create Your Own Happiness, and everybody was completely going off. But one of the things that I noticed was that was the track that I loved the most in that set as well. And I was like, okay, is it because of the music? Is it because I'm having this emotional relationship with the music? It is a combination? Like, you know, what's the, what's the sort of the, what are the chemical factors that are sort of at play here? So um, I think that the more that a DJ gets into it you know perhaps i mean not at the exclusion of quality or of anything else you know the, the whatever the music is or anything but i think it's a, i think it's a key factor and you're not just up there sort of uh you know behind how many layers of fences as it's become yeah. and you know you're sort of doing the obligatory sort of uh, selfie in front of the crowd of thousands kind of thing that's become the norm and uh you know just really have a great time so and uh, a great time was had as you can see uh, the mixer here um i haven't Un, I haven't taken my mixer out of the case since I was at ZNA, and it's still got a lot of dust on it. That's some Portuguese dust that right there. That is some Portuguese party dust. There's a ZNA fairy dust all over, <laughs> my, uh, all over my mixer here. So uh, I, I actually consciously had to like wipe off my computer when it came back to Canada. I kind of left some of the dust on there for a little while. But yeah, no, I, I forgot that my mixer hadn't been... Uh, hven't been sort of sweat but anyway I'll keep it on here while I do a little bit of a uh, little bit of a mix from some Sweet. of my set. so you got some stuff uh, queued up ready to go yeah I thought what I would do is you know because I was playing two and a half hours there was a lot that I you know there's a lot you can do in that and this whole I think people who've only gone to parties where it's this current trend of one hour sets it's just kind of you're going and you're hearing a person and they're playing music as opposed to there's this whole sense of storyline yeah and you know nowadays there's the breaks between DJs and everybody applauds and there's all of that whereas it used to be that a DJ would pick up and seamlessly mix oh, out of what absolutely. happened before absolutely and they didn't prepare a set because you just knew what you were doing was going to be based on what the person in front of you was playing and you were going to mix out of it mm -hmm. um, and so that we have a generation of dancers who haven't really gotten the sense of story and I know some people really throw out the fact that, oh, you know, if you play, you know, one of the problems is people playing on computer. And that's nonsense because I'm playing off a tractor. I'm playing on computer. And I went through tons of tempo shifts and I was doing tons of not just kick max and matching and so on. And it doesn't mean I'm not using the sync. What the sync enables me to do is to really time those ambient overlays and to do things so the beat is sustained or the rhythm is sustained, even though the kick isn't going the whole time. Um, so that's the distinction I'm making between beat matching and kick matching. So you don't have to kick match uh, the whole time, but you can still beat match. And the pulse still continues. Mm -hmm. And uh, when that last track was going and the pulse was continuing for 13 minutes before the kick came in, that, was, uh, that really kept them going. But that's, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll hear a little bit of that perhaps at the end. But, but what I was thinking of doing is um, back, back to that whole thing is, you know, I took the whole story in a wave. I started at 148. And then I brought it down at 1.2, 128, or 126. So uh, there's a wave in terms of where the storyline was going, and it's important. I showed you some video. You know, there's one of the tracks I'm hoping that we'll get to if I actually shut up and we get to sort of making some music. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it was like at 136, and they were going crazy. 
You know, it's not just about the tempo. It's yeah. like the right track at the right time. And sometimes, you know, you do things fast, but you slow things down and then pick it up a little bit and then things just really explode. Well, and even slow temper, it, there can be like, uh, there could still be a lot of energy in well, the track, it. even at a lower tempo. That's that's it. And that's the whole thing that is not about the tempo per se. It's like, what else is going on? And, you know, that particular one is, you know, good old Simon Posford doing his harmonic thing <laughs> that's just like absolutely drives them wild. I played three or four tracks that were Posford ones, uh, maybe five, actually. And um, every single one, yeah. you know, there's just that harmonic sort of thing that he was doing and it just lights them on fire. We are going to run out of background music okay, uh, pretty let's quick. Do it. Let's do and, some foreground uh, music. The, are you ready to the, oh, yeah. change the ad system? Let's launch in. Launch into the mix? I've got you uh, up and live. All right. Uh, we'll stop talking and then okay. Let good me know. to go. Let me know when to start. All right. Okay. Uh, you are listening to Transcendence on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. This is DJ Solitaire.
right, you are still tuned in to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver for the past hour. You've been listening to DJ Solitaire. Thank you. Thank you. That was a treat. That was a lot of fun to relive uh, some of those tracks. Some amazing tracks there, huh? There is. Uh, I, every time you cut, like it's because I don't. I don't listen to a lot of that stuff as regularly as I used to. When I first right. got into electronic music, I listened to that stuff all the time. And again, actually, that ayahuasca track that you played yeah. was one of the tracks that I listened to. Like, and it, and it just like as soon as I heard it, I, it just brought me right back there. And I yeah. just love it. I love the sounds. I love the layers. There's like, this oscillating bass line that's just like super tribal and deep. And one of the things that they're just not doing in tracks nowadays is those whooshes that, you know, when you're on a dance floor and that's on a big system and you're outdoors and there's a breeze and you just have this whoosh that just takes over like the whole, I mean, it's just, it was incredible. There's also, there's, I, I sometimes I hear stuff that is like, uh, like electronica or and it's got like the more bleepy like yes. the kind of old school but it's bleepy that's it and but but those to me it's not like it sometimes the bleepy stuff is like um i, I don't know like I, it doesn't hit me but this stuff it's it's those old sounds but it doesn't come across like the harsh abrasive bleepiness no. it's no. just there's, it sounds rhythmic and trancey, and that's oh. like this sort of computerized, like you know, uh, this like digital algorithm that sort of it's just sort of like this like sound wave that's being translated into a digital sound. I mean, there, you know, I remember. I mean, there's was, a liquidity to it, right? Yeah. Like it's just like it's like it's wonky, but it's it's up and down and wavy yeah. and well, because of that whole wave thing. I mean, you know, you're listening to sound waves, so the whole thought that you should that a DJ set should keep the same BPM, that the kick should go nonstop, goes against the very nature of the sound, which is a sound wave, which is why, you know, in my, this, this section of the set, I went from 138 down to 126. And, you know, the, the, there was one transition that was a bit of a flub over there, but, you know, overall, the, the, the rhythm stays consistent. And, you know, in the ambient sections, when you do that kind of mixing, it's just like, you know, it's again, it's like one algorithm's blending with another and there's this little like hazy sort of uh, sort of thing that happens. And and it's it's quite magical. Everything yeah. in me wants to crank that up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Like so. <laughs> yeah. So if people so like I should I can't I can't even remember how I much, can just how much hear the hint before. in the back. I'm like, oh, I want to go more, I more. <laughs> I, know, I know. And it's not going to happen. So. <laughs> So, uh, so I can't remember how much I said before before the break, but you know, I ended with um, I ended my set with a half hour that featured like a mishmash of three unreleased like uh, unreleased tracks. Uh, the first one we're, we're hearing in the background now is a twenty five minute studio mix of Slinky Wizard's track Wizard, which uh, Simon Posford did, um, and uh, it is a long, slow, beautiful, like really absolutely sumptuous buildup. And um, my friend Federico, who runs Dat Records, uh, I hinted he knew that I had it. I hadn't told anyone else. <laughs> and I was hinting that I might play it. And I think he thought that, you know, okay, you know, like it's 25 minutes. He's going to play some of it. Like who's going to play a 25-minute track, right? <laughs> and uh, he came up to me when it started. He's like, oh, and he's like, he looks at, you know, he looks at the computer and he sees that I'm playing it. And then he just looks again. He's like, you're playing it from the beginning? <laughs> like, are you crazy? <laughs> 
you know and it was like you know it's it it was it was ballsy because it easily could not work with you know a, a few hundred people there and no kick drum for quite a while but the thing is you know the kick drum isn't really all that's going on you know and if we listen i mean you just crank for like a few seconds over here um you know there's a beautiful bass line i mean there's lots of stuff that you can groove to here well and those like 303 like for like those have always just like hit me and like the the like in and out and the waviness of them yeah i mean there's a lot that's going on here and people were uh dancing to that you know, and 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 moving to that quite a bit, and then when the kick does come in, um, it's you know it it was that much more powerful. Yeah. And just like in some of the other tracks, I mean, there was a trance wave track that I played, Ulysses Voyage One, which is a really obscure one that came out just on a French compilation in like '95, and that was one of the slower ones. And um, and it's like you know it comes down for like a minute or so in the middle of the track. And it was so rich and so like, you know, people are just soaking in the atmosphere because the music is just, there's so much content there and there's so much emotion in it that it's not like, hey, where's my kick? Because you're actually like, there's so much other musical stuff that's going on. And unfortunately, I think, you know, some of the music has devolved to the point that we're maybe, um, we're maybe getting into too much like kick centered uh, music when there isn't enough stuff going on above it and you know I think it's all the other stuff that goes on above that's what's really really rich I remember some of my favorite tracks and experiences were those that came like from layers and busyness and amazingness but then dropped down to almost nothing to yes. where you almost like that's on it. the dance floor it almost is like what happened is yeah. everything okay yeah but then you like you just hear the faint bit and it comes back and it, it, go, it has to go on long enough to almost forget in yes. that moment yeah. what was going on before. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes back, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. I know. That was the <laughs> but, but, but that's that's the whole thing with the storytelling. And I think that's unfortunately the art that's um, fading somewhat because there's been so, so much of a focus on, you know, on the party as an idea and the getting uh, the DJ as the idea of the DJ and getting as many DJs as possible to make it look attractive as opposed to sort of, you know, like when I started going to parties, I didn't know who the DJs were. I didn't know what was going on. I just knew it was going to be awesome. Yeah. And I knew there was going to be a story. And so I didn't really care who was playing. I just wanted to know, you know, what are we going to get? And we knew we were going to get a story. And, um, you know, and this is what I was aiming for, um, you know, in this set. And, I mean, what I aim for in all of them still. You know, that's the sort of thing that I think we can't remember, you know, because you and I were sort of... Uh, I don't know, I would say we were brought up in that kind of incubator or something, you know, <laughs> we were sort of, you know, that was what we were fed on and what we sort of, you know, we cut our teeth with that kind of, um, with that kind of atmosphere and that kind of story. So, uh, you know, so there's actually a little part, um, we can sort of turn up the volume here on this little part, because this was a part where I've got some video, which I'm going to put online and, um, just this one little riff started playing this really electro riff. And the crowd started absolutely screaming. There's like 300 people in there screaming because they're waiting for something to happen. You yeah, know, because yeah, it's yeah. not a lot. And then um, just, you know, the electro quality to this riff is so rich and so otherworldly. And just as it's, it's like this electronic wave started passing through the crowd. And I'd totally actually forgotten about it because, you know, I we went through so much in the festival that, you know, a friend sent me a video of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. That kind of <laughs> happened. And that's kind of like where, you know, Again, um, it's that little oh, that's riff. Good. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the riff. That's the riff. I mean, like, that's good. Yeah. And it was one of the key things in that wizard track. But there are so many great riffs, right? 
And um, so that starts coming in. And um, it just starts driving everybody crazy because it's like, you know, but that's what it used to be. It used to be like each part of a track is something that has a message for you. And then it's all combining. And then it's, you know, it creates this amazing story. And so, uh, you know, what I'm hoping we're getting back to, and I'm hearing some musicians doing that. And, you know, Steph from Total Eclipse played me and he played me this down-tempo track that was like probably 120 to 130. And it was just some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever heard. You know, and it was to hear that kind of musical content again and that kind of, you know, just sumptuous, beautiful music with a kick. Just like, you know, come on, there's so much that can be done now. And this stuff was being done 25 years ago. It's like, really? Like, uh, uh, you know, it still blows my mind. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's really incredible. And, you know, while I was at the festival, it was announced that, you know, the fourth Matrix movie is going to be produced. Oh, my god! And, gosh. you know, and <laughs> Ju Juno Reactor did the music for the second and third ones. And when the third one came out, they put in a track from Bible of Dreams, which had been released in 1997. The movie came out in 2003. And this was still cutting edge <laughs> at that time. So, and it's still cutting edge compared to what it is that we're hearing now and what, you know, the big name yeah. DJs are playing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I yeah. think that, you know, this stuff is still way richer and, and, and more evocative. So, you know, um, hopefully we're, I think we might be, I think the crowds are really going for this kind of thing and wanting this kind of thing. So um, let's see. What, uh, what did you play? What did I play? Uh, let's take a look. So the first track I played was... Uh, Transwave track called Absalom, which is a really beautiful one. And you know, afterwards when Transwave split, Absalom is the name of the project that Kristoff took, while uh, Dado took the project Deidre. So uh, I don't know something to this track that's I, I think it's a magic one. I remember the first time I heard it was Max from Etnica was playing it in in London. I was like, what the hell is this track? And then when I found out, it's like, oh wait, I've actually got that at home. <laughs> you know, and I was like, why does it sound so different? Um, so that that's that's a really amazing one, uh, and I took that into Squidgy Atomicus by uh, by the Infinity Project. Uh, same key, same BPM, and it's just like a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful transition, a beautiful orchestral kind of cosmic story there. And then into another trance wave track, Ulysses Voyage One, that sort of one I was talking about, really low tempo. And then there was that Propella one that you liked uh, by Ayahuasca yeah. from Concept and Dance from that first. Red covered CD. With, I yeah. that was like that, that was one, probably one of my all time favorite CDs. Yeah, yeah, and that was. I mean, for me, it was the one that's got the original mix of this wizard that we got sort of floating in the background. That uh, Order Odonata was the first one. The concept and dance was the second. Yeah. But that ayahuasca one was always the one for me because it's just this big, tribal kind of otherworldly sort of you know powerful stormer. Um, and then what did I go into? Then I went into Rites of Ra uh, by Anubis. And Anubis was uh, Chris Decker from Medicine Drum, who founded Return to the Source, uh, and Simon Palsford of Hallucinogen. So that was their little project. They did, I think, two or three tracks together. And, I mean, the crowd, again, they went crazy. Like, there's something with the harmonic language that Simon Palsford was playing with back then that just really, uh, you know... And, of course, it's made Spongle really popular, right? So, um, the guy's a wizard. So, uh, there was that, Rites of Ra, uh, which I then took into Hallucinogen's remix of Slinky Wizard's Lunar Juice, which uh, we were sort of also riffing off here while, uh, while that was playing. Just those beautiful sounds i think i showed you some video i got up on my instagram that's just like the crowd just going completely nuts and it's 136 you know not that the musical content's really big and then uh back down to 126 for etnica's merkaba 
with that great sample of uh, it's, it's a radio signal from another world. <laughs> which is kind of, you know, again, how I heard this stuff way back in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then we've got that uh, mystical mix, which I'm not going to be putting fully online, <laughs> that we've got running in the background now that... Uh, think how, how far into, are we into it are we we're about 10 11 minutes into it so i mean it's a long 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 story but it's it's a beaut but you know again this is one of the things that i think is really important is you know we need to have the the things that we just play on certain occasions that are only at parties and i think the digitization and everybody sort of having a virtual reality where we're sort of just listening to things through small earbuds and through your computer monitors and listening to stuff at home instead of in a contextual event where you know we've got the dust like that's still on my <laughs> still on my mixer which we've now got in british columbia radio studio yeah uh you know and you're out in the sun and the heat and the event I mean all of that stuff conspires to make it an event not yeah. just the music and I think the music's just really the icing on the cake and it becomes the catalyst and it's um, you know it's uh, I saw a really great quote sometime recently that said um, art is how we decorate space and music is how we decorate time ah, nice you know, and we want to have a good time. And we had, you know, we had a great time at this festival. And even when there are things that are sort of wonky, you know, some, some people got sick at the end and, you know, there was all this kind of stuff and it was really hot and we're tired and sort of like a little bit crabby because it was so <laughs> hot, you know, it's like 38 degrees. But then it's like, it was awesome, you know, and we knew at the time it was awesome. And, and same, you know, with listening to this music on a dance floor instead of just, you know, at home and your speakers and you're just sort of, you know, lounging around doing nothing like, you're with other people and you're sharing an experience. I think that's really what we need to get back to. Well, thanks so much uh, for coming and sharing some of it with us. Thank and, you. And, uh, you know, it's always a treat to have you on the show. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. I appreciate uh, it. Thanks for the 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 gift. Uh, the ZNA Gathering compilation available. If you go to the Dat Records website, datrecords.it, we've got a, a shop there. And uh, it's a limited number. You know, we sold, uh, of course, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of them at the at the festival. Uh, we only printed. Uh, I think we have only 550 copies for sale that were printed. So um, it's a limited run, and then. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. So that's on the DAT uh, website. I posted a link on the Transcendence Facebook page as well. Uh, so you can go find that, pick up a copy while you still can. Where do we find you online? Uh, DJSolitaire.com. And if you spell it what should be the right way, which isn't the way I spell it, uh, you'll be redirected because I bought like all the domains. <laughs> and uh, you've linked me, of course, on your Transcendence yeah. page. I'm on Facebook a lot, DJ Solitaire page over there. <clears throat> and I've got uh, the audio recording. Somebody, we, we recorded my mix. Uh, it was all plugged in. And uh, whoever plugged it in accidentally switched it to mic mode. Oh. So instead of recording through the mixer, it recorded the microphone. So you can hear a lot of, you know, the whoops and hollers, which is kind of fun, but the yeah, music's yeah. not clear. So I'm going to do a remix, a little bit like what we just did over here, and sort of put that up. And in the meantime, uh, that mix is on, on my SoundCloud. That's Sweet. Well. All right. Well, uh, thanks again. Thank you. We'll, uh, can't wait to already have you in next time. Uh, yeah, we'll time play some new music by. New music next time. Yeah, sure. The, love to do that. I, anything you bring is always, uh, always interesting, and I love it.